0: All right, I liked the last one so much that I might even give you an extra special, uh, additional treat at the end of this one. Maybe, Frank. I if get a treat if you're well. That's not, a first for this. Like we're like hundred episodes. Not you. It would be a first for the audience yeah. too. But um, yeah, I, mean, I we'll, guess if you include me stealing your liquor, you do give me a treat. But that's not willingly. We'll see. It, uh, from what I've been told, it's basic bitch liquor. <laughs> Welcome back to the Devil's Advocate Podcast. I am Brandon, and I'm joined again by one of my partners in crime, Franklin. Franklin, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, I'll be doing better if this episode comes out. I don't know how many I've trashed in the last couple of weeks. Um, but, but I think we have a one to one ratio, I think for actual releasing for the last, for the last little while, we'll get into that, um, a little bit later or maybe in a extra special treat. It's like when Dylan went through that period of writing a bunch of songs he never released and then years later they released them all. That's what's going to happen. Exactly. Um, when Donald Trump Jr. is president, we're going to fucking revisit (laughs) all this shit. We'll get, we'll get right into it. Um, so I want to, uh, take time because we are looking at, um, we are looking at a week coming up where the House is back in session. The Senate has been back in session for a week at this point. The time of recording is September thirteenth, um, and so we are looking at uh, Congress coming back into full session since their since their break um and we've heard a lot of talks about stimulus packages we've heard a lot of talk about coronavirus relief funds we had some executive orders that came out right um and so we're gonna get into all of that but first we have a positive positive moment of the episode franklin start us off oh i have to go first Yes. yes okay um so mine's music related. Are you? I don't think you've ever listened to him as times. I've never times. listened to music. <laughs> you, you, I know. I, I I try to get you into it. It's really great. You should try it sometime. Ever, uh, the Flaming Lips just released a new album. Okay. Uh, called American Head, which is really great, and they also performed on uh, Kimmel or Stephen Colbert. It, the the lead singer has done a thing for years where he performs in a, uh, a bubble, a plastic bubble, which has taken on really cool significance in the era of COVID. So now, like the whole every band member is in their own bubble when they huh. play, and they do shows. So it's kind of cool. Uh, but they released a new album, which is kind of cool, and it's also weird for them. They're a very psychedelic, drug laced band, but they never talk about drugs in their songs. And this album, they kind of like, even though the lead singer is fifty, kind of broke the mold, and at like half the songs have drugs in their titles. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Because uh, his older brother was like a drug dealer who got arrested for years and stuff. So they're kind. It's kind of like this weird. Uh, concept album almost but it's really worth it and i like i like the band so it's kind of like their best album in years interesting i'm familiar with but like i don't know most like, people I don't mean, they put yeah. on the hell of a live show but they certainly are not uh they've, they've they've had like one song on the radio that's ever cracked anything i feel like i may i feel like i may have seen them live at some they point. do they pop up on like colbert probably every two or three years uh at least mm-hmm. and they've been really Active during the COVID era, so you might have seen them lately because they've been going around. They they released like six songs off this album before it actually came out. Really, they just kept dropping the song. Yeah, gotcha. They're very prolific. They've put out probably like twenty five albums in in the thirty years they've been a band, and they've been on one record label the whole time. So <laughs> they're kind of an anom- an anomaly. That's good. What about you? Uh for me it's going to be uh I'm just going to steal one from the uh one of the lost episodes. Um recently so in in the last episode I had talked about how Tony Hawk was about to come out. It has come out. Um and I so I was very excited about that. It did hold up. I'm not going to completely um just go on another Tony Hawk uh uh you know Sherrod Char- um, I don't think that's the right word I don't think <laughs> that is the right word uh, But because that came out Actually I had, I had Started talking to some friends a while ago That I haven't seen in a very long time um, But we really kind of reconnected Over the nostalgia That came with this game um and so uh through conversation and just you know chatting for a couple of days or whatever um one of my one of my really good friends that i haven't seen in a long time was talking to me and he had offered to sell me a old school sega uh council and so i'm really for a very very reasonable price which Friends discount is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, and, Better than friends and family, right? Believe, yeah. Uh, so like on top of getting to reconnect with somebody who I haven't seen in a long time, um, which is really awesome. Like I'm getting a fucking Sega console, and I've never had a Sega. Like I've I never played. I I have played Sega. But I was never one that like got to play it a lot. It was always yeah. at like a friend's house or something like that growing up. I had a, a bunch of like Nintendo shit. Um, I grew up with a Nintendo, but Sega holds a special place for me in my, my childhood memory because my grandma had one set up in her like kitchen for when the kids came over. Like, yeah. A little bitty black and white TV and a Sega put up to it. <laughs> I think we will have fun with it. There are a lot of cool games for it. It was a neat system. And it was the last one that Sega released that was a hit. Right. Because the Dreamcast like kind of killed the them all together yeah Besides, you know console makers they they make games after that but yeah Yeah. you should really get into some does it come with any games um i think it's gonna come with a couple i haven't really talked to him about it but i can i can recommend a few that i remember from my childhood that i remember being fun they're probably very frustrating now like every game i played from my childhood anything like the idea of only having two buttons (laughs) it's like wow yeah oh my god like my hand has been trained over the last couple of decades to like do certain things, react a certain way. If I don't have like, two triggers on both sides, like I don't know what I'm doing. I with my feel life. like I feel like dumbing this down is going to be harder than uh, than just learning a new game. Um, so anyway, like I said, I want to get into the uh, the relief package fight and the the lack of action. Um, a fight that's been raging since April. Uh, well, since May, May. The the Democrats put out their proposal in uh like the, the second week of May, May twelfth, I think. May fifteenth, I think. May fifteenth. Yeah. Um yeah, so they, they put that out and uh then everything was kinda silent for a while. Republicans came to the table in July with uh and, and there were negotiations in July um but nothing really came of them there was no votes and then you know and then then the what brings us up to current is that the republicans offered up a skinny bill as they called it this past week and uh that failed in the senate and large part because the democrats kind of halted it because they argued it would do it was too little too late right so we're gonna go through uh these proposals from starting in may with uh nancy pelosi and uh, we're gonna play some more clips this time because I, 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 because I think it's important to hear it from their own words. Um, and then we can, we'll, we'll do what we did last time, and we'll kind of discuss it as we go along. So we'll start off on May fifteenth with Nancy Pelosi introducing um, the House Democrats bill, which was the $3 trillion spending bill um, that was- The HEROES Act. The HEROES I lo- I Act. I love that. Someone gets paid to come up with these acronyms, and they are worth their money. Which stands for Health and Economic Recovery Omnibus Emergency Solutions. The HEROES Act. You know, they just like, they somebody was like, ah, what can we use for, oh! <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Anyway, here's here's Nancy, and we'll we'll get into it.
1: We have given a momentous opportunity and therefore a great opportunity to defeat the virus and to do so in a way that brings us together and takes us forward to a stronger America. Today, the House will consider the HEROES Act to honor those uh, who on the, on the front lines are healthcare workers, our first responders, teachers, sanitation workers, food providers, transit workers, and other essential workers. Many of them have risked their lives to save lives and now they may lose, they may lose their jobs. For many of them, this is just what is happening right now as governors across the country are planning their budgets. As the coronavirus takes its vicious toll on the lives and livelihoods of the country, it has also taken a toll on on the states uh, to deliver services to the people. Governors are forced to either cut services or increase taxes or both. The Congress must honor its responsibility to the American people to lessen the blow of the coronavirus To making the same by making the same serious investment of the Heroes Act to our state, local, tribal, and territorial governments, the plan that we are voting on today will make a tremendous difference, not only in the budgets of the states, but in the lives of the American people, the public health, education of our children, the sanitation that is so important in defeating the virus. Uh, With the support of so many essential workers. Actually, the gentleman, the distinguished gentleman on the other side of the aisle, talked about the cost of the bill. The cost to the states, localities, territories, and tribal governments is less than the cost of the Republican tax break, which gave 83% of the benefits to the top. Okay,
0: I'm not gonna let her just say that and let it slide without without commenting on it. She's uh, she's gonna she's gonna throw in some shots now at the Republicans because that's the wonderful government that we have here. Um, but I will say that uh, that's gonna be a consistent theme throughout the episode. Um, and if you consider what I've already outlined, we have several Republican bills coming up, and uh, there is a lot of. We're at this point now, (laughs) and the reason that I wanted to do the episode in the first place is one of my biggest things, and it was the entire theme of the last episode, again, comes back to, like, tone versus action, right? You can fucking sit here and play politics with people's fucking lives. Um, And you can suck up to essential workers and the American public in doing so, and, you know, I mean, does it... Does anybody really buy it? I mean, no. I I agree with most of what she's saying, but I don't. I still don't buy that she even believes it, or I, you know, it's more than a political move. Well, for her. and even so, even if it is just a political move, if what you have, from from my perspective, because of the reality that we're in, you have to look at every move that either side makes, the Democrats or the Republicans, um, as a political move. So then you have to weigh which political move is more beneficial to the most people right yeah. and so yeah uh nancy threw some shade there and she's about to again for uh, next the next few sentences uh, did you have to um, fact check her numbers did it actually cost more to pass the tax the 2017 tax bill than it did uh I actually didn't. I I read that, but I never actually like looked it up. To me, when I hear stuff like, I should have looked that up. When I would assume that that's more um, politicking because you can spin things to be more. Ex- Politicians have a way of making every sentence true, just depending on how they layer there, the bullshit. There is political in, math they right, employ. Yeah, right. So I'll I'll let her finish. Well, well. I may not let her finish before I cut her off again.
1: Who are you, Kanye? We think this is a major investment in the lives of the American people and in the budgets of our states setting and, and locality. Setting aside how we got here, uh, we must approach this tragedy with the deepest humanity, Mr. Speaker. All of our hearts are broken by the 87,000 Americans who have lost their lives and nearly 1.5 million who have been infected by the coronavirus. The number of 36 or more million Americans who have filed for unemployment insurance is almost unimaginable. This is a moment when our fellow Americans are in deep suffering. We must have empathy, empathy for our heroes, the healthcare workers, for how exhausted they must be and how stressed they are in doing their jobs. And again, they're at risk of losing their jobs in this economy. We must also emphasize the pain of families who do not know where their next meal is coming from or how they're going to pay next month's rent. It is imperative that we address the needs of the American people with clarity as we proceed. It's always interesting to me, Mr. Speaker, to see how much patience some people have with the pain and suffering of other people, a tolerance level that is not acceptable, in a great country like America with a sense of community and concern for each other. We can all agree that we must open the economy, for sure, as quickly as we can, but we must do so based on science and data. The key to opening this door is testing, tracing, treating, and social distancing. Overwhelmingly, the scientific community agrees. The HEROES Act has a strategic plan, something that has been lacking thus far, a strategic plan with a vision to end this plague, a strategic vision, a goal, a timetable, milestones benchmarks put forth by the Energy and Commerce Committee. Mr. Pallone, thank you. And that is really important. You have to have a plan to succeed. As families are devastated by the loss of life, this legislation of, of uh, money, putting money in the pockets of the American people, uh, which is also a stimulus for the economy, is essential. They're suffering so much in so many ways we want to lessen uh the pain for them.
0: So she's pretty much getting in pretty early to like criticize them for not having put anything out yet, right? Right. This is... Yeah, she is. Um and because she's not wrong. No, she's not. And th- I mean I mean, they're in the majority of two th- of, of the three branches of government. Right. So the the onus the responsibility is mostly on them to pass shit. Because if they can truly get behind an idea, they can do it. Well, and her her whole point is that look, we I mean she's she said it there at the end but i mean she's basically saying look we haven't had a strategy we haven't had leadership without leadership we got to pass something and you know they finished they passed the other the cares act in march um and so this was the democrats recognizing that at the way that at the trajectory that we were traveling that we were not going to that we were going to need another relief package Okay, Um, and so she's obviously it's a Democrat bill. She's the Speaker of the Democrats. She's spinning it as like this is a great thing. Um, The one of the things that uh, Republicans criticized it for was they said that there was a bunch of like it had a bunch of pet projects in it that it was essentially a Christmas tree for uh, the for the Democrat agenda. Um, So I want to go through a lot of what is what the majority of what the bill is um through through some bullet points because I've gone through it and there's a couple of things that I could see Republicans being upset about but I don't know that I necessarily agree with them being upset about it okay so, let's go we- through it we'll we'll see um so in the bill, there was 540 billion for state governments, uh, territorial governments like Puerto Rico, 20 billion, and tribal governments. There is 375 billion for local governments, um, and 200 billion. What's the difference between local governments and state governments? I think the local governments would be like on a city, town, okay. basis. Yeah. Um, right so on. So it would just shore up that you know. Because, like, I mean, especially if you consider that this is in May, when this is being written up, and where we were in May as far as knowledge of... Or even among, well, and we amount were still, dead. Well, like, we were still locked down. I think it was, like, 80,000 um, at the time, uh, at, at this time, around that number. But, like, with the whole half the country, more than half the country was still locked down in May. Um, so, you know, that, I mean... And this is the Democrats getting ahead of the game on spending, but I mean, I think back in May I was saying that like, hey, we're not like no one. There's no leadership there, here. There, there's no uh, enforcement of any of the shit that supposedly the rules, the guidelines here. So like, well, this is gonna be a mess. Yeah. Um, this was never like without any realistic guidelines being offered or strict oversight being put in place that would keep right. money from going to people who did like it was destined to, to need another to, relief to package. be a boondoggle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, so if you go back through it, the Democrats had in there a uh, $200 billion heroes fund to extend hazard pay to essential workers up to $10,000 per essential. This worker. is an interesting idea to me because, uh, Read the next sentence. <laughs> the designation essential worker includes healthcare workers, emergency Which, response workers, mm-hmm. sanitation workers, workers that businesses with state or local officials have determined must stay open, and any other worker who cannot telework. So the business that must stay open, because technically I work in the healthcare field. So, I that would have been interesting for me. So, like, the, the problem with this is that they can put in a bunch of shit they know. They can put in whatever they want. It's a wish list because they know they don't have the power to pass it. And they know it's not going to get passed. Right. So, they're bu- they're building a bill like, oh, if we had all the money in the world, this is what we would do. I wouldn't even say that these are the things that, I mean, it it would be hard for me. I'm not a Republican, but it would be hard for me as a Republican if I'm trying to put myself on you, that you side. You rhino. Uh, for like how am i gonna at least get up and publicly be like no we shouldn't spend money on essential workers like i don't think the republicans were during a pandemic i don't think they were bucking this i think uh once we get to a little bit further down the list um there are some ideas i can see them being pissy about later um so let's see there was a the Dems had a second round of direct cash payments up to $6,000 per household 1200 per person with the ability to claim 1200 um for up to 3 dependents. So that was actually a little bit higher than than the original the original stimulus, stimulus. package which uh, again just shows that they were like <laughs> shooting for the moon in terms of what they promise that they knew they'd never have to right. deliver. Um, they also had an extension of the six hundred dollar a week unemployment benefit set to expire in July until January. The original four month program cost an estimated two hundred billion. Uh this one would have cost three hundred billion. I mean so just looking at it already the last one you said was uh five hundred billion, that one was three hundred billion, another two hundred billion for the Heroes Fund, three seventy five for local governments, five hundred and forty for another, state governments. It's a three trillion dollar package it's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. yeah, well, it's the same as the original package. The the price tag on the on the overall picture is about the same. As what they did in March, yeah, um, it just it's more heavily favored to what the Democrats think deserves the money, right? So if you go down the list, a uh, hundred billion for K through twelve schools and universities, a hundred billion for hospitals, a hundred billion for emergency rental assistance program to be administered by the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. I feel like that's one of the ones the Republicans might have felt was like a pet project, like oh that they're trying to. Um, garner support among the, the lower class and everything, emergency you know. rental assistance it would be again in a pandemic it'd be really hard for you to argue like why you shouldn't spend money on that yeah like, people i'm not saying that they shouldn't have we, done it or they're not smart the to government put it in there. The congress and not the congress but the the government shut down because it had to the country shut down because it had to there was no other way like to fix this other than spending a shit ton of money and because we didn't implement any uh oversight to and we didn't enforce the guidelines we put into place nobody took the shit seriously all of the money that was spent in march was immediately wasted because we in march we had a few deaths and like or a few hundred deaths and we spent three trillion dollars the only difference that came about by the end of August was, or the end of July was we had like 150,000 deaths and we were in the same boat. Like government still, or the, the country is still partially shut down. Um, there are areas that are opening and then reshutting down. And like, like dude, if we had just done this right from the get go, we wouldn't be talking about another three three trillion dollar spending package um yeah so i don't know uh there was 75 billion for mortgage assistance homeowner really fun 75 billion for testing and contact tracing q folks won't like that Um, and then here's one that i highlighted that i know was a pet uh, a pet project from at least the uh spin teams on the right $25 Twenty five billion to support the US post office. That's kind of a vague sentence there. I I think it gets elaborated <laughs> later on in their proposal, but yeah, that's one that you definitely see like that's a shots fired moment of them trying to like that's a middle finger to you. Like we know you won't pass it, but like this is what we would ideally want. Although, like, in hindsight, with the Trump administration attacking the post office, you kinda of wish that shit would have passed. Um eleven and a half billion for homeless assistance grants. 10 billion for snap for the snap food stamp food stamp program um, and three billion for child nutrition support got 10 billion for economic and in- injury disaster loan 7.5 billion for community health centers seven billion for child care 5 billion for community develop development block grants not totally familiar with uh, yeah that, that, that one even I don't know what that means either. Yeah. Like I have, I have a vague idea I guess but uh three point six billion to ensure the ability of all states to make mail mail ballot voting universally available in the election. That's the one that ties into the post office. Yeah and the one I'm thinking like is that is that a political move or is that like necessary? In a time when a lot of people are going to be getting their medications and their, I think their stuff it's a, delivered, well, and I think it's necessary. If in a time where people are going to be voting by mail because there's a fucking worldwide pandemic, like that's a good point. You know, it's, it, it it could be both. It could be yeah. a, a politicking, like real politic, but it also could be fucking uh, like it makes necessary. sense to me why you would need to pump more money into the post office to make sure that the shit could get done. In a year, like we've never had that, we've never had to make that offer to everyone in the country. Yeah, like everyone in the country can vote from your house, or well, every voter we can might vote from have your house. In the house. I don't know how they handled that, but I think there was, right? I don't know, I'm not sure either. Um, but like it, it makes sense to me why there would need to be money pumped into that, yeah. I, and it just seems like a political bullshit thing that like just a talking point um to make that the sticking point if that is the sticking point it's at least one talking point um 3 billion dollars to increase mental health support 2 billion dollars for community development financial institutions 400 million to help the census bureau deal with coronavirus related delays Um, and extends paid sick leave to employees of all businesses, for-profit or non-profit, of over 500 employees. Um, One of them that I highlighted that I think that Republicans would would bitch about, I don't know that I heard any of it, but the census is going to be a fight anyway. Um, It always is, because it's going to map out the next 10 years of our country and who gets what money. Yeah, so uh, a couple of other things that the bill was going to do was uh, reverse recent guidance by the U.S. Department of Labor that threatens to sink nonprofits with unemployment insurance payments. Um, the bill actually, only, however, only reduced it by half. It would make nonprofits with more than 500 uh, employees eligible for the Paycheck Protection Program. So that was, I mean, that was the majority. That's all I know. That's a lot to digest there. Um, a lot of billions thrown at a lot of uh, socialist causes. I think, <laughs> is it socialist causes though? I mean, they're more they're safety nets. They're social safety nets, which is the socialism part of our social democracy, right? right? But like, there's social safety nets. It, like I would agree if we were in a spot where like we weren't in a pandemic. This was 2018. We weren't in a pandemic and the Democrats were like, let's spend three trillion dollars on, uh, you know, housing and financial assistance and unemployment. CD- and- CDFIs and whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like if it was 2018, I'd be like, yeah, that's a socialist move. Um, it seems a lot less we're- scary when you're facing a, a cr- collapsing economy right. and. Uh- rising death toll just because the administration and and republicans don't want like want to pretend that the that the virus isn't that bad for political whatever um doesn't make that fact and so like i don't know i look at it there are definitely things in here that i think that like okay Maybe some of these could be rearranged or whatever, but I'm also not a fucking economics guy. I can read you the bullet points and tell you, like, okay, that stuff sounds like good shit to have as a safety net in a fucking pandemic. Um, yeah, you know. And and do you do you think that <clears throat> having read over it, do you think the Democrats were grandstanding? Or no, do you because think they like- no, because if they were grandstanding, they do- they would have waited till the last minute. Like, they offered this up fucking two and a half months before— Well, no, I think that was like could be argued that's part of the reason. They knew it wouldn't pass. They they put out the most sweetheart deal they knew, hoping that more people would die and it would turn against Trump, and then they could point to their bill and be like, look, we could have done that. I doubt it. Like, maybe— There's, There are some people—there are strategists. Look, you— Strate— Strategery. <laughs> Strategery. Goddamn, Goddamn Bush for that. Bush. Um. So here, here's the thing. Think about it. You and I play fantasy hockey, right? Yeah. So kind of think about it in that term. I'm going to go to you with a trade offer that I know is, like, way more tilted in my favor. That That's how I'm going to start off this negotiation in the hopes that you just go, oh, I'm dumb for a second and take it. What you're going to do is you're going to come to me and be like, shh, Nah, I don't think that that's that's going to fly. Let's work on this. That's where the negotiation starts. So if the Dems offered up their shit in early May, almost three months before the CARES Act was set to expire, like, I don't think it's I don't think that they did it in the hope that it would fail. And then like, maybe they did it in the hope that it would fail. And then they could negotiate a bill. So do you think some of the stuff that in there that we just read was stuff that they thought, like, in a perfect world we would get this, yes. but in a realistic world we can uh, yeah. trade this to get some of these other things mm-hmm. that we want? Yeah. yeah, and I think every bill is that. Like, yeah, to some degree, yeah. They, like, they know going into it that they're going to— both sides, any side comes with stuff that they're going to throw away out of it because, like, this is the compromise piece. I'll walk away if I can't get these pieces, but I'm willing to to flex on these others. Right, so what we had there was uh, the HEROES Act was offered up in in May. I believe it passed the House. It died in the Senate, and then the Senate... Like everything that passes the House lately. Right, and then the House... um, Mm. Or right, and then the Senate waited until July 27th to make its next move, which was two days after the CARES Act uh, expired. So, let's get into Mitch McConnell talking about the Republic, the Senate Republican proposal in July, July 24th, um, the Heals Act.
2: When the Senate passed the CARES Act back in March we were trying to prepare the nation for economic paralysis and the medical battle of the century at the very same time. Hospitals, health care providers, small businesses, and working families needed help fast, and the Senate stepped up in historic fashion. For months, our legislation has helped cushion the pain of the crisis from coast to coast. But our nation is not finished with this fight. More Americans are dying every day. Millions and millions are unemployed. And the institutions of American life cannot stay totally shut down until our race for a vaccine hits the finish line.
0: So right off the bat, um, it, it it's at least, he starts off well, like a person doing their fucking job who works in Congress. And then really quickly, I noticed that his that mitch's tune changes to or his focus changes to the reopening of the economy nancy pelosi granted hers was her speech was in may that was her conversation with or that the the clip we listened to um so this is a couple months later but very quickly it's he he touches on the virus, the death, whatever—the reality of living with COVID and the right—and then causing—and then quickly switches to the the recovery effort and the need to get back to normalcy, right? And that, yeah, and that is going to be a running theme, but it's gonna take a turn. Kinda. I mean, you know where it's going. You know, politics. Our nation
2: needs to smartly and safely reopen while keeping up the medical battle. We need to get kids safely back to school and adults safely back to work without losing ground in the health care fight. The coronavirus does not care that we are divided. The coronavirus will not care if Washington Democrats decide it suits their partisan goals to let relief run dry. The American people are hurting, and Congress should have their backs. On Monday, I laid down a marker to shape the bipartisan conversations that need to happen now, not a loony ideological fantasy like the House Democrats' bill from a few months ago, which would have cut taxes for rich people, raised taxes on small business, and provided no additional round for the Paycheck Protection Program. No serious talks require
0: Actually a serious Starting point Uh Do Okay so we just read The Heroes Act I don't remember A fucking word in there About rich people Getting their taxes cut Yeah You didn't think We were gonna get through this Without any name calling Or fucking shade throwing From the sides Did you? Um I love that he's like, Democrats aren't doing anything. They're willing to let this do, you know, let this ravage the country. The bill they tried to pass three months ago, Yeah, we we're just getting around to this shit. But no somehow shit. they're, you know, like, ah, oh, fuck you, Mitch. That's a, that's why it bothered me from the get-go when I was seeing, like, because you know me, and I've cited it. I'm very fond of citing comment sections on the show. And, like, that was one of the things that irked me in my uh, my comments section perusal um uh adventuring um was that republicans were spinning that as like well the democrats but like that no dude we just went through the bullet points like yes there was some excess shit in there that we could talk about and yes there there was a bill that did give the rich people a tax cut but you want to guess who passed it and when it was 2007 yeah. by G- the GOP. You know? How are you gonna sit there and be fucking two days? You're you're given this speech two days after the CARES Act fucking expires, and so now everybody in the in the moment that you're saying this, everything's up in the air. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on. Nobody knows what to expect. Um, People who are on unemployment, 30 million or 25 million or however many at that point, just completely in the fucking dark about what the next move is. Uh, The country is still shut down. The job market is still unrealistic. And Mitch McConnell wants to take a few more minutes to uh, throw shade at Nancy Pelosi.
2: That's why we wrote a serious bill containing largely bipartisan policies. Another round of cash for households. More than $3,000 for an eligible family of four with even more support for adult dependents. Another round of additional federal unemployment benefits. Assistance which will otherwise simply expire. And another targeted round of the Paycheck Protection Program to prevent even more layoffs and keep paychecks coming to American workers. Powerful new incentives to jump-starting rehiring. Bring down unemployment and create safe workplaces for workers and customers, more support for hospitals and health providers, more support for testing, PPE and diagnostics, and more resources for the sprint toward a vaccine. And historic support for schools to reopen, a higher dollar amount than House Democrats managed to propose in their bill, which cost three times as much as ours. And uniting all three pillars of kids, jobs, and health care, we have legal protections for medical workers, schools, nonprofits, and businesses, so that well-connected trial lawyers can not get even richer off shopping, stopping the recovery in its tracks. This is a more than fair, more than bipartisan framework for Democrats to engage with. The only reason I can see that Speaker Pelosi and the Democratic leader would sabotage negotiations is if as some concluded when they killed police reform in june they actually think bipartisan progress for the country would hurt their own political chances that's why i said a few days ago that we'd quickly learn whether the american people (coughs) would be getting the responsible democratic party from march or the cynical obstructionist democratic party from june that blocked police reform
0: okay in march the sensible democratic party And the fucking sensible Republican Party passed a three trillion dollar fucking bill to cover, and it wasn't a perfect bill. Um, But it no, a bunch of people who didn't live in this country got checks. A bunch of people bought boats with their checks. But the the but the the. It was the direction that that shit was supposed to go, and the way that in most of it, in most cases, I mean, there were there were definitely abuses of it. It wasn't a perfect bill, but it was the bill that was necessary at the time. Um, I what bothers me about the way that Mitch is presenting this in the the in the Senate, they have considered the Republicans have considerably, or how much. What is the difference? Do you know? Is it like fourteen seats or is it something like thirteen or four? It's yeah, it's not a a super majority. They they barely reckon out one, and they, um, don't, they never have unity anyway. So. I just don't like that. Uh, Nancy Pelosi had her shot that she threw in there while she was explaining her bill and what it was aimed to do and what the Ma- a much more vague shot though in terms of like yeah, didn't call anybody out by name. Didn't like. Did she even say Trump? she no, she didn't say Trump she didn't say Republican she did say she alluded to the leadership not being there and the strategy for a path forward not being there I don't like that as Mitch McConnell starts his speech which I don't give you the whole speech the whole speech is like 10 minutes I think I only pulled up five minutes of it um but I don't like that as he starts out he is going into the other side when you're showing up two days after the shit, like, after the other one, the one that was done in March, the bill in March expired, like. And then claiming that they're the ones not doing anything. Right. Like, why are you waiting two days until after it expires to do, like, to get your people back in town? Yeah, and, to- and with only, like, at the time they were doing that, they only had, what, uh, two weeks, three weeks before they went? out of town again everyone the whole the whole fucking senate um or the whole senate and house would leave town again so it's like dude why did you wait until crunch time to to do this they're like a kid waiting until fucking finals to do any other because it was a it, it was a wait because i think what the intent there from the republicans was we wait to the last minute the democrats are going to have to come to the table they're going to have to Could make it- big concessions the problem is that like when we go through this bill in a second in comparison to the one that we just did i don't know that like if i was voting on it too and knew what was in the democratic proposal and then looked at this one i don't know that i would i'd be like no republicans you need to come fucking further we now have been waiting for months. Because the problem with the timing have been the fact that they it took them not that long to write a bill that they thought they could get a majority of enough Republicans on board with. Because some of them are in Democratic-held And maybe that's, maybe that's a case, too. Maybe but, this is what they thought their party would stand for. But when it comes down to... Uh, That versus just like the the feeling of me, just the average American person. I don't give a fuck about. Like, I don't care if you keep your job, Mitch McConnell. I don't care what the party can stand. Right. Stomach. Yeah. So when it comes down to like, well, I can't do this because I might lose my next election. Fuck you. It's not about you. It's about the fucking country. Um. So like, I like I I get why they're concerned. They like to keep their. They're fucking career politicianing going on. But for me, it's not, that's not on my mind. So let's
2: review the early going. Almost the instant we put out this proposal, which would send thousands of dollars in cash to families and even more cash to unemployed people, the Democratic leader proclaimed, quote, those Republican hard-right money people don't want the federal government to help anybody, end quote. A trillion-dollar proposal for kids? jobs, and health care just proves Republicans don't want to help anyone? Yesterday, after a meeting with the administration, the Speaker of, House, of the House said, quote, this isn't a negotiation. So here we go again, Madam President. It's the script from police reform all over again
0: okay first of all him trying so hard to tie this to fucking george floyd and the protests going on yeah and try to make it seem like democrats plan this this is like they want the country in chaos they're happy if we stall it they doesn't they also, think it benefits I, them i kind of take an issue when he says like hey at a meeting that we had yesterday nancy pelosi said this isn't a negotiation that's the middle or end of a sentence like Give me some fucking context. I, or It could have been her saying, "This isn't a negotiation <laughs> as if you guys aren't actually willing to come to the table." It could have been a criticism of them. Right. Not yeah, being willing to negotiate. Yeah, no, that without, sentence means nothing without the context around what you said it. Yeah, ob- absolutely not. You can cherry pick a four fucking word sentence and, you know, that that works like 50 years down the line when you're reading word. when you're uh reading the transcripts back and, like and you don't go dig up the actual, you know. Yeah, but that doesn't mean shit. As far as the way that that was delivered, and I'm actually not even interested in looking up the context of that quote because he should have done that. He should have provided me with that. Yeah, as the person who's quoting it. Well, I mean, you can't play politics very well if you're if you're telling him that you know uh, he has to give context to all of his. Well, political if enemies. the conversation was about like what they were fucking ordering for lunch at that meeting, as it was salad versus like and the waiter keeps like, the waiter keeps like, being like this li- is not a negotiation, Mitch. We're having salad, goddamn it! I love it. I like it more that the waiter keeps pitching. And he's like, "I know you want a salad, but I'm just like the lobster's really good." This isn't a negotiation. I'm ordering lunch. Get the fuck out of here.
2: Weeks of talk from Democrats about the urgency of the issue. <clears throat> Weeks of Democrats thundering that people will be hurt if we don't act. But then, when it's time to actually make a law, Democrats would rather keep political issues alive than find a bipartisan way to resolve them
0: because you're bullying them.
2: Take the issue of additional federal unemployment insurance. For weeks now, it's been clear to a majority of Americans that we should not pay people more to stay home than we pay people who continue working. Should we have generous unemployment insurance in this crisis? Of course. Republicans want to continue the federal supplement at eight times the level Democrats themselves put in place during the last recession. But obviously we should not be taxing the essential workers who kept working so the government can pay their neighbors a higher salary to stay home. Let me say that again. We should not be taxing the essential workers who kept working so the government can pay their neighbors a higher salary to stay home.
0: All right, so I hate that because that's that the, Jim brought that up in an episode. That was a that was a whole thing that Jim Wanted to wanted to attack head on. And that was Mitch McConnell playing that idea that Jim wasn't specific to Mitch McConnell, the issue. Um, But that was an example of Mitch McConnell playing the essential worker versus the unemployed game where and pitting it, them against each other. Yeah, who wh- who's worse off? Am I worse also, off because I stayed at work or are you worse off because, you know, I hate to tell Mitch McConnell, but offering a like if we're going to offer a gen- generous unemployment be- package, it's probably going to be better than what fucking 80% of this country is making at you know, at minimum wage jobs. Right. Like there Which is no is way awful. to have it be generous and not have it be more than the people who continue working. Right. Yeah, I mean, unless you want to raise the minimum wage or get a better like, have fucking, a better system, <laughs> a, a less wealth you know, you know. And that was one of the diversity. things. This is one of the things that has bothered me as the fight has gone on, um, into the into the present time. Is this uh, idea of it like, well, these things are well, and I'll be, I'll be honest. There was a point, and you remember this, where I was bitching about like the people in unemployment were making more than me, and I was mm-hmm. going to work. I didn't get to stay Mm -hmm. home i went to work but at the same time i realized over time like i'm not mad at them for making more i'm glad they're making more it sucks that i can't right well and uh under the democrats proposal you could have and i think that that i actually think that that would have made sense like it made from my perspective it made sense for the people that got sent home to be taken care of while so, they were being sent so home. the economy doesn't crash people don't get evicted right and then at the same time if you're essential and have to work then you should get paid even more right and yeah. you know that up to ten thousand. like that's a high amount but i can't say that if they send me a ten thousand dollar check for being essential and those are the things those are the changes that i would make i wouldn't take out any of the democrats bullet points i would adjust several of the democrats bullet points um, and that's probably a thing of like, they're probably willing, like we, we want 5,000 to put in 10, right? Like, we, we can half it. And it yeah. seems like we're being reasonable. We're coming to the table. Right. But what Mitch McConnell is spouting over here is that, oh, well, the Democrats are talking for weeks and months about how this is going to hurt people. And then when we offer them a bill, they're saying, no, well, yeah, dude, you're, what you're trying to do is bully them into a, what they see as a bad bill. And so yeah. uh, we can go through some of the points. I'll actually let you take the lead. Oh, I was just looking at my notes that I was taking during that, and I think I wrote the word "fuck" Mitch McConnell like three or four times, <laughs> yeah. like they, like after every sentence, like "fuck this dude," I hate him so much. Yeah, one yeah, of my it's... least favorite people. I think he's one of America's least favorite people in I politics. Just, I just don't like the the. I, and I, I get think that to be fair, you have to look at the fact the clip that I have played you from Nancy Pelosi is from May. Um, which is a considerably, like, there's going to be a different tone because it's still early. We still don't really have a grasp on what's going on. Yeah. So there's going to be a different tone, and Mitch McConnell, I'm not, like, I pointed out that he immediately went into recovery and reopening, and, like, we're talking about the end of July, so there is some fairness to that. Um, But then he also spent, like, half of his, the clip we just listened to, quoting... Uh, without naming her but heavily implying Madam Speaker blah 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 she said this Madam Speaker who he's talking to is the the oh that's right Senate chamber head were all the quotes from Pelosi though that he pulled all three that he read were Pelosi quotes I believe believe. so yeah I think so too yeah um, so do you want to read through? First of all, we, I know it has an acronym to give, hit the, me with it. The, the HEALS. Then, uh, okay. So, um, it is, so the HEALS Act was the Health Economic Assistance Liability Protection in Schools Act. Uh, so we had the CARE Act passed, then we had the GOP wants to do the uh heel act the republicans Which, or the democrats wanted to do the heroes act i don't know if the cares act was the march bill or because if you remember there were like several bills there were like two or three bills right in a row yeah. and i think that the whole thing is the cares act because if i remember correctly it was like one trillion at a time right with three um, in a row or something I, I don't remember exactly it did it was a it was a wild time right. in the beginning of COVID. um so i'll let you take some of these bullet points so the first thing they did was want to send out another round of stimulus checks which like that's the thing that I think like cause is that on or it's not the at least the first bullet point the democrats were passing out I know they were still wanting to send money to everyone I think it was still in the I it, think they had maybe even more Yeah cuz that was where it was it was the democrats had a second round of direct cash payments 6000 per household so it was it was upping the twelve hundred per person and five hundred per kids to twelve hundred per person plus twelve hundred per kid. Yeah, versus uh twenty four hundred per household was what's in the uh GOP one. It's it's a carbon copy of the one that went out already. Right. Um, and then extended unemployment benefits, which would have uh, taken it from six hundred down to two hundred uh, for two months. Um, at which time the recipients would be eligible for up to seventy percent of their previously earned weekly wages, which is like. Here is the thing, too. Like from my perspective, just knowing what was going on at the time, knowing the the um, talking points from the right and the recovery pitch and all of that stuff, that. When I read that, and again as a liberal, when I read that uh, the Senate GOP plan cut plans to cut the six hundred to two hundred for two months, to me I hear that as in in order to push people to a point. Where like they would have to take any job, and then mm-hmm. and then in two months we can look back and say, look at all these people that are taking jobs, unemployment rate maybe is we falling. don't yeah maybe is we this, don't have to do this. Is this part of the GOP plan that much different from Trump's executive order that only five states actually opted into to, to continue the extended benefits it's, at a reduced level? It's not that different. I actually think this might be a little bit better. Better yeah. Then uh, well and that's even sad because when trump did it it he he compromised even further and only 5 states were one of missouri's one of them yeah but only 5 states took him up on it it's shit like the 200 uh, a week per 2 months is worse than what trump's order did um, but it uh, but once it goes to 70% of the previous whatever as they extended at, at the 70% of their previously earned wages um I believe that would probably put most people over Trump's $300. And yeah, yeah. Trump wrote that order as a bullshit lie. He wrote it, it he's never going to Well, yeah. he wrote it as a $400 benefit and then asked the state to pay the extra $100. So it, he wrote it as a $400 benefit where only 3 of it was mandatory. Um so you uh, um so you know, I I don't know. Yeah. I love that they also the cost of that was to be determined. I don't know if that's in the original, like the actual GOP bill, but I love to just like question mark that. We'll come back to it. Right. Well, this one, it, it, there was no original. This is the original because this never got voted on. Oh yeah. Uh, um. So you know, this was the proposal. Um. They also had in their assistance to agricultural producers and. Peripheral businesses. Thank you. Yeah. So anything in the in the general vicinity of agriculture mm-hmm. would get helped out. Helping out farmers again. Trump's. You know. They put 18 billion in for defense spending. Um, t- 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 among the is, items- is that because of like Wuhan virus, quote unquote. Is that like a, a like we're being tough on China? We're not. We're gonna put more in defense. Or is I don't that know. Just any chance they get to pump money into our fucking defense budget, they take. I mean, that's kind of how I look at it and i think of that from any and all side all sides that put defense spending in a fucking pandemic bill uh but some of the stuff in there is so weird like among the items in the proposal are a space sensor laser yeah and a ground-based mid-course defense which uh, I don't even know what those words. I know what those words mean, but not when you put them together in that order. I don't know, but space ground space, space mid course defense. What is s- mid course? Space sensor laser sounds cool as fuck. Yeah. So and then two uh, and then like if two, every American gets one of those, I'm cool with that staying in the proposal. And then like 720 for one aircraft and an additional 686 million for another. Like, and then we need two planes. And, and then in, in, in for COVID, 118 million for NASA. Like why is NASA in the fucking pandemic? I could see because like, there are a bunch of talk, science nerds. It, I could see some relation between that, but they're not like the CDC. They don't really study. If you, uh, they, might, they have some uh, like okay. attachment to it, I'm sure. But. but if you're looking for waste in these two bills comparatively. That's a space force thing, right? Like we're going to give NASA kinda. money and like the rest of, we we want to put soldiers in space real bad. It's kind of how I feel. Trump saw Alistair and just fucking can't let it go. I have an anti-Trump anti-Mitch McConnell bias, so like I don't know, my my brain oh, it's, is cloudy, it's but Starship Troopers. I, Trump saw that and that's what he to wants me, to do. it was. To me, it's just like it's I it's hilarious that the that Mitch McConnell would start his whole shit being on the airing on the side of uh all of this, all of this spending and all of this waste. You guys put fucking NASA in your pandemic bill. Like, well, even The more the next two examples are even more egregious for what? Uh, yeah, the the FBI building. Um, Senate GOP get, give give uh, President Trump a new FBI building constructed on the side of the current one. Um, one point eight billion dollars, and, and, that, and that's in response to the FBI wanting to move, which they've been wanting to do since the Obama years. $377 million to uh, modernize the White House. So to spruce up the White House. So like he's what? He's, he's buying a new rug. Okay, well, the, fir- the, the one thing I'm wondering about, what is an FBI building and uh, sprucing up the White House have to do with COVID relief? Why the fuck is that in the, the HEALS Act? What why, are we healing? Why does half of their proposal have nothing to do with the pandemic well, and also, whatsoever, and then they're going to bitch about the waste in the Democrats' proposal? It's literally two pages long, and one page of it is stuff that doesn't have anything to do with the pandemic right. at all. And then the last bit of the whole thing that you're holding right there is the shit that it doesn't address. Which is <laughs> as long as the shit that it does. Right. Right. Um, It doesn't address eviction protection. The Senate proposal discontinues eviction protections put in place for approximately 43 million American renters by the CARES Act, replacing it with $3.3 billion in housing housing choice vouchers um, administered by the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. These vouchers are made available to very low-income elderly and disabled adults and require renters to find housing and a landlord who agree to rent under the program. Um t- 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 HUD pays a housing subsidy hu- a housing subsidy directly to the landlord and the renter is responsible for any rent payment beyond that amount. Yeah, and I don't know if you ever messed with HUD or anyone in your family's ever done it. I I've messed with it uh, kind of through people in my family or I know people who've used it. It's a shit show. It's not a very well-run organization. When there's not when you have nothing, I like I think that like okay, obviously you want to take advantage of any program that's available but to completely ignore the other proposal because that's what this looks like when you read through this it doesn't look like the the republicans were ever interested in negotiating the the bill that the democrats put out they just wrote their own shit that yeah. had nothing to do with nothing, and— Well, and the, even the other things it lays out, like, no hazard pay for essential workers, which, like, that's a huge part of the HEROES Act that Democrats want to pass and why they're calling it the HEROES Act and nailing that whole thing about essential workers need to be taken right. care of. They're literally out there risking their lives keeping this fucking economy going or serving in gas—like, like, gas station workers are essential, you know? Like, the uh, people who drive food deliveries were essential during this shit. yeah. And then no additional SNAP benefits either, or any food assistance in any of those three programs. I think it was three from the yeah. Democrats. So having proposal. read that uh, and having heard Mitch McConnell beforehand, I'm going to go ahead and say, "Fuck Mitch McConnell." Yeah, yeah. And what's fucked? Like, how too? dare you criticize them for wanting to do too much when you do so little? Well, and I'm not trying to give the White House any credit here because they don't deserve any either, and they're just playing politics too. But I mean, at least on a on a public. From from a public persona, which again, I I know it's all bullshit, but Steve Mnuchin's out there, pretty much. I mean, he's not airing on the side of Democrats by any means, but by any means, but he's sitting out there with his. We need uh stimulus money. We need to negotiate and and you know pass more relief packages so i just like i don't know it's just an interesting thing to see mitch mcconnell wait until after the fucking after the buzzer in the final to take his fucking uh, uh, like across the fucking court shot yeah that Uh, is not gonna go well right yeah it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense so um so we'll we'll listen to a couple of things here from Steve Mnuchin. I only pulled uh, two really quick clips. Um, but to kind of keep a timeline here, pers- or to kind of keep some perspective on what the White House is saying uh, while all of this is going on between the Demo- Democrats in May and then the Republicans in July. Um, Steve Mnuchin, I've got two clips. One of them, the first one is from... June of 2020, where uh, Steve Mnuchin is talking about the need for stimulus money.
3: I definitely think we are going to need another bipartisan uh, legislation to put more money into the economy. I think, as we've said, we don't want to rush into that because we want to be both careful at this point in seeing how the money is, is in the economy. A lot of the money is still not in it. And two, I think we need to be much more targeted at this point. So I think at the point when we were in an emergency, we had to put a lot of money in the economy, and we knew that it would not be perfection. But I think whatever we do going forward needs to be much more targeted, particularly to the industries and small businesses that are having the most difficulty in in reopening as a result of COVID-19. And we look forward to working with you and the rest of the committee. Uh, Over the next few weeks, as we think about that.
0: Okay, so that was in June. Um, My (laughs) only—it's a short clip; it's only a minute long. But one of the things I don't like that he says in that is that uh, these are the thing. When we were in a state of emergency, we're still kind of in a state of emergency now in September. Like, just because people are fucking ignoring it, it, doesn't mean that bars are open. It doesn't mean that people are not socially distant. It doesn't mean that there are fucking crowds in buildings. It like, you know, and. How many of us have seen a movie in 2020 in a the theater? Right? right. Like, yeah. Well, and I've been telling you, too, and I made that predi- the prediction early on this year in these segments um, that like. We're gonna ignore this all summer, and then fall's gonna roll around, and flu season's gonna happen. And well, and the, yeah, and the problem exactly is what you're saying with that Mnuchin clip, and what he's saying in this, in essence, is we need to slow down and take aim, and we're right. putting out this fire. But the problem is the fire is raising so much; like you can't slow down. You need to right p- pick up fucking speeds. To get well, to, like, get and your ass moving. You remember, you know, in the beginning, you remember for the first round of stimulus checks, one of the complaints across all lines was like okay a it's twelve hundred dollars which like thanks but it's not a lot it's gonna save me this week and um this would have been way better weeks ago like if you guys had done this earlier i could have prepared better yeah and this is gonna be the same thing again where we're gonna now go into september and our october not knowing what the fuck's gonna go on Flu season's gonna hit. People are gonna end up back in the hospital at the same time that COVID is going on. So hospitals are gonna over, are gonna fill up like they were go- they were last winter, and you know, and then and then Congress is all gonna come to the table and they're gonna do some bullshit thing again where they push shit out in four fucking days because when they want to work, they can actually fucking work, and it's like, dude, this is the time to like to stop us from being fucked in November. And they're, they're gonna... I, I just I, don't, I think that... that uh, I that see them dropping GO- the ball. That, oh, well, yeah. It's both sides. The GOP argument that the Democrats think that inaction works better for them is kind of hypocritical because the, the GOP... the game they're playing right now. Yeah, the GOP's <laughs> yeah. entire game has split the country even further. <laughs> I don't get it. Here's Steve Mnuchin uh, a week and a half ago on September 1st.
3: More fiscal response is needed. The President and I want to move forward with more fiscal response. And let me just say, the expiration of enhanced unemployment insurance is something that we are concerned about. Uh, I am very proud of the last two bills in the the Senate, passed 96 to 0 and 100 to 0. That is the definition of bipartisan support. Uh, I said in my opening testimony, I believe that Republicans and Democrats need to work together to have additional support. Uh, As you know, I've worked very closely on these before. I'm prepared to sit down with the Speaker uh, at any time to negotiate. I think the issue is not what is the top line. I think the issue is we need now support quickly. Uh, That's what's important to the American economy. And if we need to do more, we can come back.
0: Okay, here's why I picked that clip. It, I feel like now, as we get closer to the election, keep in mind, like I said, that's September 1st, so it's just a week and a half ago, and you, we know that in the process, the Republicans have been talking about now introducing a skinny bill, and and they've wrapped... And the reason why is because the the government also loses funding at the end of September, right? Is it September or October? Uh, I think September this September? month. Right? Yeah, I be- yeah, I believe. So and this is how many times in the last I don't 10 know ten years I'm, I lost count. I don't know how many times we've covered shutdowns on this fucking show. At least four, I, I, I think. I know is, that, this is at least number like four. One a year, um. But so we're looking. We're on the precipice of another uh, government shutdown, and now the Republicans are talking about uh, introducing a skinny bill um on September 1st they're still talking about it and they because what they want to do is do a few things that we all can agree on right now and fund the government so we so that we don't have to do anything fucking real um and what makes me nervous about what Steve Mnuchin's saying is back in June Steve Mnuchin saying stimulus check let's target areas where we need to put money and we'll we'll handle that as it goes. And now in September he's saying if we need to come back to it, we'll come back to it. That to me sounds like the tune is changing to look, just fund the fucking government and we'll worry about the relief package later. And from my perspective, fuck you. Like, you guys have been dicking around since May. Yeah. When you could have been at the table negotiating, the White House needs to be minutia needs to be in there fucking negotiating with both sides saying look this is what the president's gonna sign even though like whatever like just get the job done but in but i don't know i don't like that also something that was interesting in this clip um steve mnuchin it early very early on in the clip says that uh Oh, sorry. And he talks about the other two bills. Uh, yeah, he talks about passing the last two bills. Yeah, um, the, the 96, 90, 90, 96, 96 to zero. zero, and then ninety-nine to zero, a hundred to zero, a hundred zero. Yeah. So I wanted to know what those votes were for because, like, my thought was, uh, it was like to make like that day National Puppy Day or something. Yeah, like, of course they got bipartisan. You know, right? I I just I wanted to know because it was like it might. Like that's that might be important because if they're voting for like a raise, <laughs> like I could see that going swimmingly, yeah, so i so I looked into that and I was able to find out at least with one of them that he was i Assumed that he was talking about relief bills anyway. Um, but with one of them, the 96 to zero vote, the last time that happened was March 25th, 2020. That was the relief package. That was the CARES Act. Um, so like that was the 96 to zero. And then okay. you had a couple people who were not voting, I guess. Right. And then we had a hundred to zero vote. I could not find a, a recent instance of a hundred to zero vote like within the past few months. Um, other than like there's a possible like a roll call vote possibly which is weird i don't think that he would be citing that as something to be propping up the only other thing i could find was september 24th the senate uh september 24th 2019 the senate voted 100 to 0 to release the whistleblower complaint um involving President Trump's Ukrainian phone call. And I could not imagine that that's what he was fucking like. I hope that's what he was talking about. I hope that he just looked at the fucking numbers, like just knew. What, he, he looked at the last two times there was bipartisan support for something. And right. Like, ah, I'm taking those. But I was just like, man, he can't be fucking talking about. He can't Ukraine. Be, no. No. What's the president's name? Uh, uh, Zelensky. Zel- Z- Zelensky. Yeah. So I don't know, but but again, my my point to playing Minuchin is because I think that while Congress is having this battle from May through July and now into September, that it is important to get what is the White House's what is their talking points through this whole thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he meant to put that one in there. I'm sure that's not what he's talking about. He like they're... if anybody knows for sure, let us know because that's and there might have been something that I missed. But like I mean, I went and looked through the Senate's voting. Uh, records and the, the only ones that I could find that were 90, 96 to zero and a hundred to zero, which that you know were the most recent ones that I could find were those two. Um, so I don't know. I hope he was mistakenly talking about the Ukraine thing. That would be a great. That would be a great feeling like, oh, for fuck. me. No one remembers Ukraine anymore. Come on, that was like a hundred scandals ago. Little did he know that I was going to go digging. Brandon still has a Google account. Right. So that brings us to a present time. Um, and so the Republicans re- introduced a skinny bill. And I don't know if you've noticed by the, the the pages that you've been picking up, but as these have gone along, they're getting smaller. Um, so now we have the skinny bill. The anorexic bill. Cause there's almost nothing on it. There's almost nothing on it. Um yeah like half of this is a fucking quote <laughs> so uh the skinny bill that was introduced on nine ten, or at least yeah i believe it was nine ten, is when it was voted on um let's hear mitch mcconnell first and then we'll kind of go through the the basic points
2: the democratic leaders have spent months playing these goldilocks games They've complained about every single thing we've put forward. Did he mean reindeer but games? But they produced nothing of their own with any chance whatsoever of becoming law. Meanwhile, after all their blustering that Congress should never do anything piecemeal, Speaker Pelosi came rushing back to Washington to pass the most piecemeal bill you could possibly imagine. Legislation that solely helped out the U.S. Postal Service and did nothing at all. For American families.
0: She did that, Mitch, because the guy that you refused to impeach when he fucking broke the law fascistly attacked the U.S. Postal Service in the meantime. That's why she did that. Now, I do agree that, that that should have been the point where they reopened. The, but the Democrats can't do anything. The Democrats had already put shit on the table. The Republicans had already left town by the time that Nancy Pelosi was coming back to save the post office. But to, like, sit there and be like, oh, the most piecemeal. Your fucking fascist attacked the institution. I, my first thought was when he said the piecemeal bill they pushed through. I was like, oh, I wonder what acronym piecemeal stands for. <laughs> yeah, right. Get someone the on Republicans that.
2: Republicans tried to help American workers to keep their jobs. Speaker Pelosi and Leader Schumer said it was piecemeal. But when House Democrat fears about mail-in voting made them think maybe their own jobs could be in jeopardy, that argument suddenly disappeared. That's the score, Madam President. Democrats are all for piecemeal bills when they concern their own re-election. But when it comes to bipartisan aid for kids, jobs, and schools, Democrats say it's either their entire wish list, all of it, or nobody gets a dime.
0: Okay. Well, you're going to actually have to, like, back that up. Because I don't think that you can just sit there and say that the Democrats said all of it. Or, like, your job is to negotiate. That's why you're there. That's why the Democrats are there. Like, what is Mitch missing here? Um... I just, like, I don't know, man. I'm not, I, I do think that the Democrats were fucking, were stacking some of those sections of it. Oh, for sure, yeah. Absolutely. But also, is it ironic they hear him talk about uh, the Democrats just want a piecemeal deal, a piecemeal plan, and, like, and then what we're offering is a skinny bill. Do you know what piecemeal means? Right. It means, like, not all of it. It means a part, like, it means skinny. <laughs> yeah. It's the same, like, you're, you're. It's this like their rubber were glue. Anything that we say, you know. I also don't like how one of the problems I have there in the clip is where he says uh, he starts shitting on his political enemies again, and then but then ties it to instead of wanting to help families and children and hospitals and like, dude, I just read through both of the previous bills and like. And I'm going to w- tell you, one of them had considerably more help for those groups of people than for the K- other one yeah. did. One of them specifically gave money through K-9 through and to universities, but right, the other did not. And you got like one minute left of your speech before I start ripping apart the fucking skinny bill that has shit in it. So Now here's
2: what our bill is not. It's not a sweeping multi-trillion dollar plan to rebuild the entire country in Republicans' image. It does not even contain every single relief policy that Republicans ourselves think would help in the short term. I'm confident the Democrats would feel the same way.
0: Well, that's good. It's a also shitty, shitty bill. But the
2: American people don't need us to keep arguing over what might be perfect. They need us to actually make a law.
0: I, I don't even know how to like. It's going to be great when he's gone. Like the bill we're about to read is like half of what—not even a bill. Whatever, yeah, you know, like this is—it's four fucking bullet points. I don't understand how they thought that. Well, I do because what they're trying—the CARES Act, though, like was way more than this, and the Democrats got behind that. So like. And the Republicans did. So if it was just about getting something that everyone could swallow, we already had that once. Right. Pass that one again. That's all they had to do. Yeah. You don't even have to spend the, the fucking intern's time writing a new bill. Exactly. Just copy and paste. Yeah. They can do that on the computer now, Mitch. The only thing <laughs> the only thing that I would have added to that probably um to the original cares act is probably something that, like hazard pay for essential workers to the people who went out and worked during yeah. this pan- yeah yeah would, uh-huh. I, would, I would have added that and i, I may even put in some more oversight Wh- where did we go wrong last time where did the money get wasted and Let's not that. only that is it a lot of money yeah just adding three te- three trillion to the debt slash deficit suck yeah it does so take that as a lesson next time to take this shit seriously so you don't waste the first $3 fucking dollars. Especially when you're in such a great economy. like That's the time to pay down your debt, not to add on to debt. Yeah, and it really I, sucks because when you hit an a, a, an emergency and you need to go into debt, now you're getting into astronomical debt you can't right. pay back. I love the, the great economy thing. I, we could spend a whole episode on how the greatest economy, the greatest economy in history fell apart in two months. Two months. By something that was no worse than the flu, according to them. Real robust, that that economy. I feel like we predicted that from episode one. They're like, yeah, things can go great now, but when there's no fucking oversight, there's no like. And I'm not saying that we saw COVID coming. We didn't see a pandemic no, coming. No, but we know that there's enough of a roller coaster when it comes to the, the Wall Street that, like, don't rely on that. Yeah. Yeah. Make better decisions. Don't just watch it, like, don't, because bubbles burst, man. That's how it works. I've never had a bubble stick around. I play with bubbles a lot, <laughs> I have kids. All right, let's go through this uh, skinny bill. The bill includes another federal unemployment stimulus or uh, unemployment supplement at the three hundred dollar level. So all they're doing is what cutting down in half. Well, they're just doing what they're extending Trump's executive order through Congress. Um, It expands the Paycheck Protection Program would allow certain small businesses to receive a second forgivable uh, PPP loan. Those are businesses that are friendly with the Trump administration, probably. I mean, I don't know. That's Mar a Lago's uh, golf resort I'm sure right. is on that list. I don't know. I don't like how that's written because I don't know what that fucking means, uh certain businesses. I don't um, like forgivable too, because that makes it imply that not all of them are or you have to meet certain standards for them to be forgivable and right. like, or you might owe the money back. Right. So somebody is owing them money back and others are not. Like, and then who, who's in charge of that yeah, oversight? Yeah. Seems messy. Uh, the bill, the the bill also includes $105 billion for schools, $16 billion for virus testing and tracing, and $10 billion for the postal service. Which that seems like them trying to make a concession of all the, of all of them being like, look, we're gonna cut the unemployment the the benefits in half, but we're well, going to give you money for the post office. You got to remember that in the now. Mean- granted, we've probably already done twenty five billion in damage to the post office, right. so we'll just get back to normal. Well, and you got to remember too that the uh, that the fight, you know, as we were going through the Heels Act, the fight about the post office and oh, mail in voting, it's going to be the worst, and all of this shit was happening before he fucking attacked it, before he moved people in and out of it and started. Crippling the fucking postal service. Yeah. Um. So like, yeah. Now they're kind of in a position to have to make a concession because like we all saw that shit happen, um, and the reaction wasn't super grand. Uh, let's see. There are provisions for that some Democrats are sure to impose, including broad liability protections for businesses, and schools. Uh, draft leaves out a number of key Democratic. Priorities including aid to state and local governments, another round of direct stimulus, um, and more funding for nutrition programs. Um, the skinny bill also ran into a snag last week after Ted Cruz pushed for the include Rafael. right pushed for the inclusion of a new uh, tax credit for donations to scholarship-granting organizations under the school choice. Yeah, he's really initiative. big into. Uh, uh- private school and that's just like giving yeah. parents who want to send their kids to private school more of an option but like I mean he really favor he gets a lot of lobbyist money from private school doesn't he send, yeah I, I, well I mean I don't I don't know what his money is I know that his uh, he was quoted saying senators will not be voting on whether this is a targeted package whether this targeted packages package satisfies every one of their legislative hopes and dreams uh, we will vote on whether to make uh laws i'm sorry we will vote on whether to make laws whether to force a compromise whether to do a lot of good for the uh community and keep arguing over the remaining differences later that was mcconnell about ted cruz's uh objections either way there's not a. Like, I love that mcconnell kind of calling out Ted Cruz. we will not be voting on your little pet project right now we're trying to like we're trying to get our own pet project don't you fucking derail this ted but it was going to be derailed because there's nothing serious about it, and I like. And I feel I, like Ted Cruz is the Clinton of the GOP. Like, just go away, go away now, go away quietly. I'm we telling don't need you, I'm telling you right now that like I was not wanting the skinny bill to pass um, because I feel like if it does, we're not going to get anything else. They'll feel like we did our job. We did something in 2020. Hey. And nothing else will get done. At least in, they'll fuck off until after they'll fuck off until after the uh, election, anyway. Yeah. And like, I think that they need to figure this shit out before that. Like, dude, shit is going to like it's gonna get cold again. That means people are gonna get pushed inside. That means people are gonna be close to each other inside in a worldwide pandemic. Like, and then you have flu season kicking in at the same time, and then. People don't want to go get vaccinated because they're waiting on the COVID vaccine and they're not worried about the flu right now and blah blah blah. Well, people don't want to get vaccinated because mark of the beast. Fucking, yeah, all of that good stuff. Um, I don't want them to microchip me. Man, Actually, I don't think I care. We have to do a whole episode about QAnon. Actually, you know what? We'll do an addendum to this episode because there's some stuff I there uh I owe. Explanations for some of the things that have and haven't, well, have not completely come out of uh, in the deleted episodes. Those don't come out. No information comes out when the episode gets deleted. They go into a vault. They go into a vault in here. Points to head. Do just... you remember it was an uh, audio podcast? I <laughs> yeah, like that. yeah. It's an audio medium. Um, all right. So yeah, I mean, that, I think that that's enough. You can, we'll, that's where we are for now. now. Like I said, we're recording this on Sunday night. Um, so I, I'm hoping if I'm as good on editing as I was last time, if I can fucking be up for it. Um, I'm hoping to get this out by some, by the time that Congress is reconvening. Um, and so. And we'll just have to see where we we'll stand. We'll have to see where that. we stand. Uh. But, um,. I don't know. I, I mean, do you think just, it'll hurt the Democrats politically to stand in opposition to this to the bill, the skinny bill? No, I don't see anything really moving the needle that much. No. I think it's kind of a safe bet. For Be, them. No, because people like me were yelling before the skinny bill was voted on. Fuck this! Like this is dumb. First of all, Republicans are going to have to do something at some point because at the end of the month, the uh, the government's going to run out of money if they don't do something. They haven't passed a budget, right? So. No, I think Democrats should tie this to that. Like, I think that Democrats had the considerably better bill. I think that just because you don't want to fucking believe that something is happening or is the way that it is, like, that doesn't matter. COVID doesn't care. The economy doesn't care. And, like, so you have to be realistic about it. And since we wasted $3 trillion not enforcing the shit that we should have enforced in the first place because we wanted to pretend that the economy was just going to magically fucking withstand everything everyone else's didn't like we said in march like look if we don't actually do this this is gonna prolong the hurt and now we're at the part where like we we could probably be pretty close to reopen maybe not like stadiums full of people
1: well, yeah, it's hard it's
0: hard to see say what would have happened, but it's hard not to see that we would have been in a better position than we're in now. Had we just like chilled for a couple of months and yeah. like put because now all we're doing now we still have to figure out all of the people that are in a shitty situation because of what happened in March and whatever. Um but we're already out 3 trillion dollars. And it's just like, okay, well we we fucked this up. So like I don't know. We'll see what Congress does. I certainly hope that they don't kick this. Well, again, it comes down to September. Like, if they pass a budget, if they allow a budget to fucking pass without fixing this relief shit, I'm gonna be furious at all sides. (laughs) Like, no, dude, tie this shit up and make Republicans get serious. Because at least from what I've read through all of the proposals, I don't feel like Republicans came to the table with, trying to negotiate they just wrote their own fucking their own journey to the end goal and I don't think that that's how you do this a lot of it seemed to be like what's the least amount we could pass like yeah and call it uh, COVID relief and Mm -hmm. then the second page is about COVID relief it's about the White House maintenance half of it let's give it to defense and the White House White House renovations do they mean like because the White House Rose Garden just got renovated Is that what they meant? Like, because it seems if that's the case, it seems like three of the things they wanted to do have already been done by Trump or executive order anyway. At this point, and they're kind of just throwing on things they were going to do regardless onto their bill. At this point, don't you kind of like feel like, okay, so if Putin got fucking three hundred seventy-seven million dollars to renovate the whatever, wherever they have a White House and. It's probably not called that. I think it is called the White House. Is it really? Yeah, I think... No. I'm, let me Google this. I'm pretty sure Russia has a White House. Um. Either way, like, if the if the Russian government was like, hey, $377 million for a new garden, you'd be like, okay, well, Putin just p- pocketed that shit. And, like, so, I mean, I don't know. Oh, there is a government building in Moscow called the White House, but it is not where the president lives. So gotcha. Yeah, we both get a point. But no, I'm not saying Trump just pocketed the money. I'm just saying that, like, at this point, I don't fucking know. I wouldn't know. be surprised. I, like, I don't know why things happen anymore. All I can tell you is that, like... Cause and effect have kind of gone out the window in a yeah. weird way. Like, well, that's because reality's gone out the window. We can't even agree on what a fucking fact is anymore. It's a in the matrix. The Devil's Advocate podcast is a Feverheart production. It is hosted by Brandon Condit and co-hosted by Franklin Everhart and Jim Hellman. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and leave a review.